Welcome to the Bank Marketing Show, the podcast that engages and informs you for success in today's marketplace. It's the show that will make you a better marketer with trends, tactics, and inspiration from experts and industry leaders. If you're wanting to impact your personal success and position your bank as the best choice in your market, you're in the right place. Now let's dive into today's show with your hosts, Chris and Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Bank Marketing Show. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Dan Navalis. Also is uh, here with me is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dan. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm doing well. So Chris and I have been chatting uh, and... Uh, you know, we we were trying to figure out the right topic for this episode, and uh, a bunch going on in uh, in the bank world the last few weeks. So, yeah, Chris, I, you know, we we were talking here about uh, getting a bit into like crisis communications and um, mm-hmm. the, the role of that for um, banks. Obviously, in the last few weeks, the um, Silicon Valley Bank uh, implosion uh, <laughs> bank run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, kind of rippled its way through, and we're we're a little bit removed from it now. But um, I know it's been a big focus for for us the last few weeks. It it has been Dan, and you're you're right. And uh, thought it was kind of cool that it occurred to you and I to say, hey, you know, this is a big deal, and that this is worthy of topic and conversation for you and I on the show for bank marketers and bank administration and and C suite folks in general, just because crisis communication is so very important, but. It's kind of one of those things that we don't really think about and we don't plan well for it until, oh my gosh, we need it. Right. And that's right. And the instigator for this with SVB and all of that happening, you and I probably knew it. That happened on a Friday. You and I knew it over the weekend that Monday was was coming and we communicated directly with our clients, our community bank and, and, and credit union clients all over the all over the place that, hey, we're here for you and we're ready. And it turned out not to be a a panic mode situation, fortunately. But there were a number of, of our clients that, you know, said, hey, yeah, we've got to get messaging out there or we want to post this reassurance on our social or 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 send out this email marketing or whatever the case may be. And and that was really you know important for them to communicate at that time. And at the same time, Dan, as you and I were talking about and leading up to this, you know, we, we've talked to some of our clients in, in the couple of weeks since then that were not prepared from a platform standpoint or from, you know, for various reasons to be able to do that quickly, efficiently, and effectively in communicating with A, their customers and B, their community. Right. And boy, that that brought front and center. What a what a big deal it is. Because right. you and I were kind of joking about it, but I mean, when you when it's Monday morning, eight o'clock, it's right now. It is an important message around the banking industry. What are you going to mail them? You're going to call everybody in and start printing and folding letters and right. mail them? I mean, come on. So right. anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what's so interesting is how this started, right? Was um, obviously there's some, you know, structural stuff with 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 the bank, but like ultimately this this all started as like a you know a shaking of confidence in the bank on Twitter, and you know rapidly 
kind of rapidly kind of went from there. And, um, you know, I, I, we're, we're not going to get into like breaking that down and what, what SVB should have done or didn't do or right. um, could have done. But like, you know, what's so interesting is that, it, you know, from an outsider during the bank, there were less, there was lots going on, but like, you know, watching it from the industry, but outside perspective, like it happens super quick and you have to be, you have to be ready. Right. So that the, the, I was thinking, uh, earlier about the that adage of like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago there you go <laughs> the second best time is today and i think the same thing kind of applies here with with crisis communications like the best time to have started to build trust with your customers is years ago absolutely um, the day they you know even even before they walk in the door right um you know if you, and if you haven't been doing that you you should start i mean i as community banks most of you all uh, have customers that trust you but Really got me thinking about the, you know the role of marketing and all this is is to build that trust is to build confidence, you know you may not always it it may not always be enough. Um, I'm sure SVB had you know customers that trusted them right, so there can always be external forces, but you're in a better spot if you build that trust, um, you build that confidence, and you're always working at that right. Um, it's a lot easier to have built it up over time than when a crisis happens to say, oh my gosh, like we need to get a letter out, you know, because it's kind of it's going to feel different to your customers after, you know, after all that happens. Absolutely. You know, and ultimately like all the stuff that the government did after this happened too, was Mm -hmm. designed to build trust back into the system. Um, And and banks, I think can do a lot of those things now. Dan, that was certainly one very vivid example. And then unfortunately we had another one uh, hit much closer to home Two weeks following that SVB incident uh, in in late March here of 2023 in Mississippi, we had uh, an E4 tornado rip through uh, a couple of the westernmost counties uh, in Mississippi near the river and uh, killed 13 in Rolling Fork, Mississippi and several more in Anguilla and some other towns and areas and uh, and then kind of hop, skipped, and jumped to a, a different uh, part further northeast in Mississippi and Amory. Um, and just by happenstance, we have clients of ours in those areas that that are that are community community banks. And you know, a, a couple of things that are uh, that were quickly apparent around that. First of all, is how much a part of smaller communities like that, that the hometown community banks really are, number one. And especially ones that have very significant market share, you know, in some of those counties and, and, and more rural and, and smaller areas. These are, these are communities of 2,000, you know, people yeah. on, on average. And so, you know, from, from a number of perspectives, Dan, so when the bank shuts down, because the roof was ripped off, you know, at, at one of their branches, you know, not only is the community suffering in so many ways, but as they start to get back on their feet, can they even do their banking? And, and so back to our topic today about marketing's role in crisis communications, it's a worst case scenario. It, it's something that's unimaginable. Yet, fortunately, what what they were able to do 
as soon as they had cell phone coverage again, as hard as that's horrible as that sounds, and it, and it was, they were able to reach out to us and go, oh, you know, can you can you get something up on our website? Can you post something on our social? Can you you know do this and that? Just so that we're able to try to communicate literally to our communities that we've got a plan. I mean, this was like the day after it happened. We've got a plan to reopen within the next couple of days. Yeah. And 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 they literally did that under a tent with a card table, you know, and and, and a cash drawer, Dan, in, in one of these communities. And it was that badly needed. So uh, you know, again, that that's a a worst case and in, in, in unique scenario. But at the same time, it was very demonstrative about crisis communications, you know, and who you are as a bank and an entity and, and a lot of that. And because a lot of our audience for the podcast show here, you know, are community banks or certainly probably all of your bank clients and all of mine and, and credit union clients at minimum have branches yeah. and, and in very small markets. So, you know, how do you instantly and quickly communicate with those? And again, I say it very sarcastically, and I apologize, but what are you going to do? Mail them? N- no, we, we need to be able to do this. And, right. and then the continuation of that messaging. So to everyone on the podcast that's listening to the show here, you know, what, what is your crisis communication plan would be my my question. And this matters not if you're in downtown St. Louis or Atlanta or Seattle or, you know, small town Mississippi. Well, what's your crisis communication plan? Do you have access to maybe partners, even outside of your immediate system, who can communicate on your behalf? Yeah. And those types of things, you know, what what is that, what is that plan? So, yeah, Dan, so you, you said it at the beginning of our show here, this this topic is is timely for for a wide variety of reasons. And the pandemic taught us this. You know, you and I were discussing that. I mean, boy, if if any of us have takeaway lessons from the early days of the pandemic, you know, and having to shut down lobbies and go to drive through only and this, that. And I mean, again, yeah. same issue here. If you didn't have crisis communication capabilities, wow, that's <laughs> tough, right? Well, and I think, I think the interesting... You know, an interesting extension of that is, I mean, you could you could sort of generally draw, you know, draw a line between what happened with SVB and, and COVID, right? I mean, the, the mm-hmm. whole point was the interest rate changes um, over the past few years and, and, and you know, that, that sort of led to it. And that all came from, you know, inflation that grew out of supply chain disruptions and um, whatnot coming out of COVID. So, you know, there could be other things that come down the pike. There mm-hmm. could be, you know, a couple episodes, a couple podcast episodes ago, we were talking about impending recession. There could be lots of other things still coming and, and there will be more crisis. I mean, that's the biggest thing is there will be another crisis. I hate to be, you know, I mean, to be doom and gloom, but there, you know, there's always going to be more more crises, tornadoes, storms, you know, mm-hmm. um, or economic. And no matter what, you need to have a, a, a process in place. Now, you, you and I were talking too about Kind of the difference between PR and marketing, right? Mm. And and you know, PR. A lot of people think about PR like in, in a crisis. So I need you know, I need some public relations. I need I need to have a communication plan. What to do? From a PR perspective, a lot of that stuff you can put into place ahead of time. And like you just said, know what partners to call 
have that, you know, the modern version of like the the telephone tree <laughs> um, of how to get, you know, how to get that word out. Um, and, you know, what, look at your area, right? Are you prone to tornadoes? Are you prone to earthquakes? Maybe it makes sense to like have kind of a communication plan in place for specific things like that. So you're ready to go. Um, it's impossible to predict everything. Nobody, you know, probably predicted big, the biggest bank failures in what, decades. But, um, you know, to, to have that plan in place. So that's the PR side is like, what are we spinning to action like in the moment? But marketing, you know, marketing is a tool to build up confidence over time so that when you have a crisis moment, you've got a baseline level of, of trust and confidence in you. And reliability. You keep using the word trust and that's entirely accurate. And, and so is reliability. Trust yeah. is just doing, doing things that people expect you to do. Yeah. That's the basis of trust. So, you know, I think as a, as a bank, as a cornerstone of your community, people expect you to be there and to be engaging in conversation with them, especially if they're, you know, if you're, you're holding, you know, lots of people's life savings and, you know, they, they want to hear from you, right? Not in a salesy way, not in a, you know, um, open, open, a, apply for a, a refi every two weeks. Like they don't want to hear that, but they, they want to be hearing from you in, um, you know, in a trusted way. Um, and that's, that's building confidence in you. And, and, and when, when, and if there is a crisis, like you, you have a better leg to stand on and you can, you know, reach people more quickly. You can message them more directly and it's not, it doesn't feel as reactive, right? If the only time you're reaching out to them is when there is a crisis, it feels very reactive. It's like that friend that, you know, only calls when they, they learn you've won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, where it just it said it's not really building a relationship. It's not really building trust if the only time they hear from you is when something bad's going on. They, there they, you go. They need yeah. to know that you're you're there as the as the pillar throughout. Yep. And and you make a valid point too about the difference between marketing and PR. And those of us and everyone listening to the show knows and well understands that often those two are very muddled and very confused. Right. And, and they are quite two different things. I mean, you know, p- positioning in a, in, a, in a PR statement about a whatever, an issue or a, a, a something like that is integrated with, but is, is not marketing. Right. You know, and uh, so, so as we go through those things and uh, Dan, here, here was another uh, example of the types of things where the fact that we are all human enters in is that one of our uh, very great uh, longtime clients last year um, unexpectedly lost their marketing director to a heart attack. Hmm. And she was um, very well known in the community and just a, uh, I won't go into all of it, but she was just a very light, warm Big heart, spirit, uh, you know, just a, just a great person, and um, you know, I've, and, and a family person, a church person, and, and you know, just obviously a very tragic circumstance. And you know, it, if as an entity at that point, there there are lots of decisions to be made and how you handle that and all of that, but to be silent. And non-communicative about something that important that the, your your entire community and greater communities and multiple branches even spilling into other communities 
they know that this has happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of one of those, uh, the, the front page of the, the small local paper, you know, kind of deal and everybody knew her in, in the best way. And, and what, so, so what, again, what's the bank going to do? You're going to mail a letter? Right. Well, and, oh, and here's, uh, you know, here, here's a great, you know, here's a great example or a great story. And this is not related to a bank, but, um, you know, uh, the, my grandmother who just turned 96, happy birthday. Wow. <laughs> uh, lives here and she's in a, um, you know, an independent living facility, a big apartment building. And, um, you know, I'm on their newsletter list. And they sent out an email a couple of weeks ago that said, oh, our chef, who's been the chef of this building for 25 years, you know, our chef is no longer here. We cannot disclose the circumstances of his departure. Immediately, we have promoted, you know, this other person. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I'm like, well, there's some drama. Like, what could this possibly mean? Like, what does this chef do? Like, did he steal money? Like, what, what is going on? And, you know, and then I, then I learned the story was like his wife had a major medical problem and he had to immediately leave and, and tend to her. And that's like heartfelt. And I mean, you don't, you don't want to put lots of information like that into a letter, but like there's a lesson there for like, if you don't, if you don't communicate, mm. it just, you know, as people make assumptions, people fill that void um, with, you know, bad stuff, you, you know, that yeah. you're, you're, human tendencies to think it's bad right yeah. and so the lesson for banks is like you know and and playing off your story too is, is just like you know we it's proactively communicate this stuff and yeah. say hey this happened right it's not to avoid talking about what happened but this happened and you know um here's how we're dealing with it that's what yeah. that's what yeah. builds trust and, and the flip side of that too dan uh the, that's a that's a great example you know, but what happened in this circumstance with this unexpected loss, you know, with this bank client of ours is what they were able to do was positive communication. I say positive <laughs> communication, you know, but but what they could do was was lifted her up and her community and, you know, all types of things. And there were lots of people that wanted to make donations and support and all those other kind of things. And And we were able to help our bank client become the hub for that, which right. was entirely appropriate. And should be, yet if those crisis communication channels were not in place, what, you know, the CEO could have called me and gone, hey, we want to do this and set up this fund for the school in her name or all that. And, and I'd have been like, okay, but how, how are we going to communicate it? Right. And then there's, you know, there's, there's dozens of hours of work in figuring that out. And then if you right. think any time that you're... Anytime that you spend figuring that stuff out is where those assumptions fester, right? So mm -hmm. people in the community know about this person's passing and they think, oh my gosh, I can't believe the bank isn't doing anything about it. Yeah. Right. And even if you do later, there's still, you know, a little bit of that subconscious kind of brand equity that you're, that you're losing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, so, so similarly with, you know, the SVB type of crisis is like, you know, if I look at the banks that we work with, a few of them had reached out directly, you know, to me and said, well, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, we're trying, we're talking about here of like, we should kind of have a plan in place of like, oh, this is the type of thing we need to communicate A, B, and C, call our top 10% of customers, those types of things, have that kind of plan. And then the other half really just like kind of did nothing. Like we're kind of afraid mm -hmm. to say anything. And then they kind of came back later in that week after it happened. I know a lot of like the state associations, you know, sent suggested 
like social media posts and suggested wording yeah. to their banks. And that's great. But, you know, it was only after that when a, a few of our other banks kind of said, hey, like, all right, we, we want to post these things. We want to get mm-hmm. these things up. Um, but by then it had been a few days. So like, what if, what if, it, what if this thing hadn't just been limited to SVB? <laughs> like, what if, you know, the government hadn't stepped in as quickly or, you know, other chatter kind of made worse? Like, I know, I, I bet every one of our clients got, got some phone calls. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and if, if they hadn't operate, you know, if they hadn't jumped on it as quickly as, as they did, you know, things could have been, could have been much worse. So, oh, yeah. And, and the, the message that so many of our clients were able to communicate, Dan, was uh, a quick explanation that our balance sheet looks nothing like yeah. an SVB, you know, high risk, you know, so on and so forth. In fact, you know, it's easy to communicate, you know, as, as, a, as a community bank and as an FDI insured, you know, all, all these things. And, you know, our balance sheet is structured this kind of way. And FDIC, you know, it, it has this purpose and this purpose and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't extremely difficult messaging. Right. But to be able to get it out there, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, the ones that did that more proactively were the ones that even where I'm a bystander and, and a partner were more reassuring. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I was going to bring up the FDIC bit as well of like, you know, how do you build, we talked earlier, like how do you build trust over time? And that's by like educating on what FDIC insurance is. We all know, we all take it for granted because we're in the industry. But I think a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't understand really what that means, right? You see the FDIC logo, you see the, you know, 250K number. But like, I think the vast majority of people don't, you know, also take it for granted and and don't really internalize what that means. I mean, the whole point of it is to like help prevent bank runs. But if we can educate our customers and say, you know, hey, like, as a customer of ours, you are covered by this. If you have less than 250K uh, with us, you are covered. If you have more than 250K with us, set up a consultation. Like, offer a consultation proactively. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of stuff you can build trust. And say, if you're over 250K, we will we will talk, chat with you and figure out how to get you covered. Right, and explain right, strategies of, like stacked accounts. And those stacked things, accounts, you know, are, yeah. yeah. Most, those most banks, yeah. Uh, most banks have some sort of you know, thing. And and I know is like a relationship bank, based bank, you, even if you don't, you probably are like, great, we'll help you transfer your, you have 350K, great. Well, we'll help you like transfer this money around or put it in a money market, put it in something else where you, where you are covered or we'll help you like go to, even go to a different bank if we had to, because you care about the customer, but that, you know, there's opportunities to create those things, to create those conversations and and you know proactively reaching out in the best interest of your customers is the type of stuff that that builds trust and and frankly too because of i mean in a, in a tactical sense too we all get tons of email spam a day we all get you know facebook organic reach is 2% or something ridiculous now so even putting up a facebook post about how your balance sheet is different right sending that letter even if you mail a letter even if you send an email you know there's still going to be people that don't see it so it's, yep. it's it's a, a communication plan is much more than just a one-time, you know, blast. It's, you know, talking about it over time and repeated messages and all, you know, think about all the places people see it. So, you know, who do you need to call? Who who will get a letter? Where do you put it on the website? 
how often do you refresh the message? Are you putting out social media posts a few times a week for a few weeks? You know, keeping an eye on the news and as new, more more bits of the story come out, you know, adapting your adapting your posts and your story to it, and just you know, looking out for your customers, which is what I think everybody listening to this podcast does really well already. Um, but adding that layer of crisis comes to it, never a bad idea. <laughs> there you go. And you know, our topic today being around the role of marketing in crisis communication. I think that in essence, the role of marketing, it, it can be to plan crisis communications. Yeah. And the role of marketing is who has the hands on the wheel with the various platforms, social, email, web, you know, uh, digital, all, all these, you know, all these channels and platforms and all of those things that if, if, if done well, you know, one, one of our big mantras, Dan, you and I, and, and on this show is around marketing strategic planning. And that requires being proactive and predictive and, uh, you know, and, and ahead of time and, and uh, designation of roles and budgets and all those other types of things. And in this crisis communications plan and how marketing is your, is your lead, is your knight in shining armor, if you will, when crisis communications are needed is not that difficult. Right. You know, this can be, uh, you know, to you guys listening, these can be a couple of C-suite folks and, and your marketing folks. And, and if you have partner or partner agencies like us, you know, I mean, this can be done in a, in a, in a quick Zoom meeting, you know? Right. And, and to go, okay, so if this type of thing happens, here's who this, you know, here's who we call, this is what's going to happen. And this part of the team is going to put graphics and messages together and, you know, this and that and yeah and here's where the messages go and you know mm. here's what we do over the next couple of days like you don't know what those graphics and messages are going to say yeah but just by having that plan it, it it you know it spins into action and you can you know then the the CEO of the bank doesn't have to worry about the message or graphic details it just goes to that person and maybe the CEO you know you can have part of your plan like the CEO needs to make a statement you know like one of our banks did a really good job of their you know CEO wrote a, a short letter and then, you know, their plan was, Hey, only, you know, only our CEO or, or only words from our CEO are going to talk about this, talk about the SVB deal, right? Those, those words are going to go to social media. Those words are going to go on the website, but it's got to be this, you know, we've got to be the same, the same words. It's got to come from the CEO. We don't want just like loan officers out on, you know, on their own Facebook pages pontificating about it. So that just, but what is that plan? You know, they didn't know until that day, like what they were actually going to say. But then what happened is like the CEO can write a letter um, or work with his team and write, get the letter out and then go on to, you know, flip gears and actually manage, you know, manage stuff and talk mm -hmm. to customers while the rest of the team distributes that stuff. Versus go. if they didn't have it that morning, you know, they would have been um, all, you know, huddled together and figuring out the plan and not talking to customers, not getting the message out. There you go. Well, so I think the takeaway for uh, for everyone today, Dan, is take that time, pause, and be intentional, and work on your crisis communication strategy, and uh, you know, and, and utilizing your marketing and your marketing channels as as what that is going to be, because uh, the only one of one of the only sure things in life is change. So change is going to happen. Circumstances are going to happen. And, uh, 
you know, hopefully these things have brought to top of mind how crucial and important it is uh, to, to be able to do this as an entity, you know, and, 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 and to be able to communicate well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so good. Well, and we'd love to, to, to hear from you guys or be a resource to you. So uh, on, our, on our website, on bankmarketingshow.com, you can reach out to Dan and I. And if, if you or your team is going, well, hey, we don't even know where to, where to start with this. Dan and I are glad to, to help and to share ideas and, and those types of things, regardless of your asset size and your, and your, your geographic spread and, and uh, all of that. So we're, we're happy to help. So reach out to us. And Dan, I've got to, to also drop my, it's, it's not a shameless, shameless promotion. Uh, I want to sincerely invite everyone because on, on the heels of, uh, of, of those tornadoes and, and the deaths and destruction in Rolling Fork and Amory, Mississippi, and a lot of these other communities, um, Mississippi Bankers Association, and, and by uh, in, intention from, uh, gosh, Bank of Anguilla and lots of other uh, banks in this area pulled together and have put together an intentional fund and are, are, are seeking support and donations that are going straight into those communities um, in very direct and sure ways. So in our show notes, Dan, I'll post the link uh, to, to anyone that would be interested in supporting that and, and being a part of the solution. Because like I said, man, if you don't think that community banks and financial institutions are not the backbone of America and, and, and our communities, you're not paying attention. because. Right. This has all demonstrated it very vividly. And uh, so this would be a great way to do that. And we invite everyone to, to go to our show notes on our website for this episode and, and jump in and, and support that. Yeah, and that's, a, that's just a great, great example of community banks being there for their communities and being that pillar that we mentioned. So build that, you know, build that trust and, and help out uh, other banks when, when they're in need. There you, you never go. know what could happen in your community. Very cool. Well, great, Dan. Well, I, man, I think we touched on uh, something crucial here today. So, so I'm glad it it uh, it came to us to uh, to bring it to all of you guys, to our listeners. Yeah, and great great topic today, and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's some takeaways for everybody uh, everybody listening. So, great. Well, thanks a lot, Dan. Good to be with you again. We've yeah. uh, I know we've got some great guests coming up on several of the next episodes that are going to be uh, really juicy and informational too. So, so I'm looking forward to what's coming. Yeah. Likewise. Great. We'll see, you, see you on the next one. All right. Take care. Thanks for joining us. To go deeper or get access to some of the valuable nuggets from today's show, go to bankmarketingshow.com. There you'll find episodes, links to resources, and much more. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And join us next time.